0: Hey everyone, welcome to Renard's Corner. I'm Renard Mitchell. I appreciate you so much for listening to my podcast today, and I hope you're doing well today. Well, on today's podcast, I'm gonna be sharing with you guys some encouragement from this book that I've been reading daily. It's kind of like a devotional in a sense, and it's really been encouraging me. And the one that I read today, I really was just really wanted to share with you guys. So I'm gonna be reading it. And the, the name of the book is called God is in the small stuff for changing times. It says, let God help you thrive in a difficult world. And it's by the the author. The authors are Bruce and Stan. And again, that the name of the book is God is in the small stuff for changing times. So if you ever, if you ever are interested in, in checking out this book, definitely look it up and and order you a copy. And it's it's been a true blessing in my life. And it just has... You know, you can you can make it a daily thing or however you or you could just read it, read it all the way through, however you read it. But I really believe it will bless your life and encourage you in so many ways. So I'm going to go ahead and read this this portion of the book that has really blessed me today. And it starts off with the scripture, James four, verse three, which reads, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures and the name of this chapter is The Reason You Don't Have. There are there are few things in life more frustrating and disappointing than not getting what you ask for. Have you ever put in a request for a spe- put in a put in a have you ever put in a request for a specific Christmas or birthday gift and not gotten what you wanted? Can you remember how disappointed you were? Or what about that raise you asked for but never received? Were you frustrated and perhaps even a little resentful? It's no different with God and the things we ask of Him. As much as we try to keep our chin up, we can't help but feel profound disappointment and, if we're being honest, resentment when we don't get the things we ask Him for. Maybe you've hit a rough patch in life and you haven't received from God the results you've been asking for. Or it could be that someone in your family is suffering and despite your fervent prayers isn't seeing any isn't seeing any improvement if you've ever felt this way james <clears throat> excuse me james has some timely advice but it's not the there there everything is going to be all right kind of advice we all like to get james is much more direct and honest do you know why you aren't getting what you asked for he says because you stink that's why Okay, okay, that's not exactly what James is saying, but it's close. Keep in mind that James is writing to an audience of Christians in the first century. And while they are separated from us by nearly 2,000 years, our problems are just like theirs. James's analysis and advice are right on the money. The reason we don't get what we ask God for is because we are fighting with each other. And let's be clear, James isn't writing about Christians fighting with unbelievers but Christians quarreling with Christians. And just to make sure we don't try to avoid responsibility by blaming the other guy, James beats us to the punch by laying the blame on us and the desires that battle within us. He then proceeds to identify several struggles that characterize those desires. As you review these, keep your Bible open to James chapter 4, verses 2-3, and notice how each is rooted in the kind of bitter envy and selfish ambition that come from earthly wisdom. The first one is we want we want, but we don't have, so we choose to kill to we choose to kill to get it. We all struggle with a strong desire for something. It may be for physical pleasure, material wealth, social status, recognition, prestige, power, or something else. But would we actually kill to get the thing we desire? James doesn't mean we would go so far as to actually commit murder, but we might be guilty of engaging in conduct that is destructive to ourselves and others. Our desire for what we don't have, if not controlled, could lead us to commit sins that leave a trail of dead or injured bodies, figuratively speaking, behind us. Number two, we want what others have, so we fight to take it away. Oftentimes, our fights and disputes stem from envy for something we want, something possessed by someone else. Maybe we despise someone who has had an easy life while ours has been tough. Or we might direct resentment towards someone who has the kind of joy and happiness that are missing in our own lives. The third one is we want, but we don't ask for it. Often we are so self-centered that it doesn't even occur to us to ask God for what we want. Perhaps we are so self-deluded that we think we're capable of getting what we desire through our own power and devices. Consequently, we don't, we don't bother asking God because we think we can obtain it by ourselves. And the last one, number four, when we ask, we don't get it. Sooner or later, we recognize the futility of our own efforts and in desperation, we turn to God but our prayers go unanswered. Our self-centered instinct tells us that God is intentionally trying to frustrate us. In reality, our prayers are being answered, but the answer is no because we are praying with selfish motives. We want something simply because it makes us feel better or enriches us in some tangible way. If there's something you've been asking for, but don't have, look for the wisdom found in God's word. Check your attitude, examine your motives, humble yourself before God, and ask again he promises to answer so for changing times this is the book this is this part closing out for changing times bitter envy and selfish ambition may not lead you to kill but they have that potential envy can take many forms and none of them are unfamiliar to us self-sufficient people never ask god for anything and then they wonder why he doesn't why they wonder why he doesn't give them what they desire unanswered prayers are directly related to selfish motives. It's futile to pray for something that fulfills our sinful desires. And that closes out that portion of the book. And I really hope and pray that something that was that was shared in that portion of the book, I, I really hope that it has encouraged you. I hope and pray that it has challenged you in some way. I pray that it's blessed you today. And every now and then on, on my podcast, I love to just, share findings findings that i uh that i observe in books that i read or in the bible or just certain things because you know not i not only just like to share my opinions and my thoughts um what's on my heart but i love when when i come across something that has encouraged me i like to spread it and share it with with Everyone around me and especially you, you, those those who are listening to my to my fellow listeners, I love to share it with you because I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be inspired and feel and feel possibly feel what I felt by by me reading it. So um, that's why that's that's why I'm sharing this on here. Uh, you know, so that's what every now and then you may you may hear me sharing some books and things. And um and for that very reason, because I just love you know when I'm encouraged, when I'm inspired, when I'm blessed, I love to sh- I love to spread you know express that and share that and spread that to others. So um I hope that there was something that you were able to gain and grasp from the my my sharing of this book with you guys. I really hope and pray that you enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe, uh, you know, be alert and stay healthy, stay well, take care of yourself, take care of others around you, you know, love God and love everyone, and may God continue to bless you and keep you, and I look forward to sharing with you on the next podcast. Take care, guys. I love you, and most importantly, Jesus loves you always.